y'all. Hey, welcome to another episode of Say It To Me Nice, a podcast all about sex, intimacy, sexual communication, and the part it plays in relationships. I am Bridgetta Giles, certified family life educator and sexuality counselor. And I like to say fuck a lot. I am your host. I am here with the incomparable Bridget Maiden-Williams, LPC, sex therapist extraordinaire. Bridget, tell the people who you are and what you do and how you're changing the world. Well, hey, girl. Hey, it is a pleasure to be here on your podcast. And I am honored to be part of this project. Well, thank you very much. You're very welcome. Okay. Well, my name is Bridget May Williams, as Bridgetta said. I am... Uh, a licensed professional counselor with 20 plus years in the social service and mental health field. Um, And I am licensed in the state of Louisiana, hopefully soon to be licensed in Texas. It will be. Um, I enjoy, huh? It will be Texas. You better speak it. It will be Texas. Let me speak that into existence, okay? Thank you. will be Texas. And I enjoy sipping wine, Having orgasms and minding my business. Sipping wine in a robe. <laughs> in a robe. Why would velvet. A little bit. A velvet robe. A ve- right? oh, Having orgasms and minding my business. Those are the three things that I enjoy doing. Okay. I specialize in trans and queer affirmation, intimate needs of women of color, female liberation, and the connection and communication for African-American couples. I am changing the world by being pro-Black, pro-trans, pro-queer, pro-choice, pro-hope, and pro-unapologetically living your motherfucking life. (laughs) (laughs) I love when other people say fuck. It makes me feel so normal. (laughs) Yay! I love it. Pro living your motherfucking life. I love that. Awesome sauce. Well, Bridget is going to introduce to us today a new term, and she's going to talk a little bit about why this term is important for couples to get a grasp of. So Bridget, what is your term? Okay. My sex term is don't yuck your partner's yum. Oh shit. Okay. That sounds yummy. What does that mm-hmm. mean? Mm-hmm. And what that means is, is do not be judgmental or look down on someone because of their sexual expression. Um, and because their sexual expression is not parallel to yours. It's also no one's sexual expression is superior to anyone else's. So therefore, you need to be able to be open okay. with communication. Mm-hmm. Um, you need to understand what someone's likes and dislikes are and why they are important. You also ask each other, what are you curious about? You know, what are your fantasies? What are your turn-ons? What are your turn-offs? And be willing to listen actively, ask questions with intention to learn, be authentic, and be non-judgmental. All that. All of it. All of that shit right there. All that shit. (laughs) So... All of that is all about sexual communication, being open to listening, giving, receiving, and and creating that safe space, right? Yes. Seems like a simple fucking concept, but it ain't. Because it ain't. Because so many people steady complaining about 
like feeling ashamed to to talk to their partner, feeling ashamed just to speak openly about their their young out of fear that somebody's yucking it. So for for you, why do you think it is so easy for people to yuck the yum of others? Well, I think it's easy for that because I mean, number one, I mean it's culture. How have you been raised? Right. What have you been raised to say what is good sex and what is bad sex? Right. What is a good person? What is a bad person? Ooh, you know, and then you have life experiences. You have things that have happened to you or sexual experiences that have happened over the course of your sexual life right. um, that has determined what you were willing to take and what you're, you're, what you're not, you know, so um, what you like and what you dislike. And it could be just say, for instance, oral sex. Right. One be- person, the first time you had, it could have been horrible. That person is learning. This is your first time or second time getting it. It's just like somebody chewing on some bubble gum, right? You know, and that. (laughs) I'm not going to let you. That has happened to people before. The chewing of the bubble gum. Wait, okay. I got questions. We Keep going. (laughs) (laughs) You know, but, you know, that doesn't mean just because, you know, the next partner that you're with loves to do it. That, oh, no, you know, I, I can't do it that way. So experiences can determine whether you yuck someone mm-hmm. else's young, you know, but also it could be a misunderstanding. So people tend to reject what they don't understand. True. Right. That's true. So if you don't understand the fact that this man may like to be paid. Right. You know, that's right. not your thing. That's not your jam. And you've always been said that that was, you know, gay tendencies you know he right. must like you know men and things of that sort that's not necessarily the case right but right because we don't understand it and we've heard so many negative things about it we tend to push it away right so we have to come to situations you know to be able to talk with your partner and to also be curious about why is it, why do you like this and if this is something that you like and i love you or i have mm-hmm. a strong like for you mm-hmm. or hell you just turn me the fuck on Right. Let's see. Let's see. Let me try it. Right. You, you may surprise yourself and end up liking it yourself. Right. So it's just being open to have that conversation, despite your 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 past scripts about it. Right. Correct. It was, yeah. I don't remember what training it was. It was a training, um, and it was a, a loaded question, and everyone had a different answer. It was the what is the definition of sin? And this concept makes me think of that, like. To yuck someone yum really boils all the way down, to scratch it all the way down to, 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 to the bottom of it. We're looking at a difference in values, mm-hmm. difference in understanding, difference in where, where you are in your life, right? The shit that I was doing in my early 20s, I, I like to think that I can still do and I be trying. But as I have aged and as I learn more about sex and as I experiment, experience things and experiment more, like my, my mindset has changed. My mindset has shifted. That's the importance of, of growth in, in all areas of your life, including sex. Yes. Yay. Oh, I love conversations when it's all about sex. It makes my, it makes my soul smile. So I thought it was very important to bring a sex therapist on because there are a lot of misconceptions floating around the world for centuries, I'm sure, at this point about what sex is, what is not, different elements of sex. Um, so we are going to 
demythify. I literally 10 minutes before knew, found out the difference between demystify and demythify. Shout out to Bridget on that, educating me. Um, <laughs> demythifying sex. So, Bridget, are you ready to debunk some of these myths about sex? Hey, let's get, let's get with it. Awesome. First one, the longer sex lasts, the better. That's a myth. The average duration of sex normally lasts a few minutes. Okay. That's, that's on average. Every once in a while, you may craze, you know, to go at it 45 minutes, you know, an hour, but a bitch be tired sometimes. Right. You know what I'm saying? Don't nobody yeah. want all that humping on me. I'll put all Humpin'. that time. <laughs> Humpin'. You remember that term? Remember that? that was what? That's what, what, 1990s term? We're not doing this. We're not, we're not going. We're not talking about it. <laughs> we're not doing Punching. it. Punching. <laughs> Now I remember. I remember the term hunching. I hunching. Do. Yes. You know, nobody wants that all the time. Sometimes you do enjoy a quickie, you know, and you appreciate those quickies. Do you know how many orgasms you can have in four or five minutes? If somebody's doing it right, if, it's, if they hit in that spot, right. you can have multiple. Right. So you know, so sex so doesn't necessarily longer sex doesn't necessarily mean better sex. Absolutely, absolutely. Because I'm thinking. If you you're having sex for two, three, four hours, but it you don't feel full, <laughs> you know, it's just motion and there, there's there's a lack, there's a lack there, whatever that lack is for you, whether it's orgasm, because orgasm is not the, the most important part of the sex. But if there's a lack of pleasure, then we just we just causing friction. <laughs> like yeah, we just about right. to light some shit on fire. Like that's it. Basically, and when we talk about sex, we're talking about in, intercourse, penetration. Okay. That when we talk about that longer, the longer sex lasts better. That, that's mm-hmm. what we're talking about, the actual emotion, right? So, so what about, well, what about, hold on, hold, hold on. Wait okay, come on with it. What are we talking about? Bumping coochies. Scissoring. Scissoring. Okay, well, that that's sex too. But yeah. how much can you take? <laughs> I mean, that's a physical activity. With somebody on top of somebody or behind somebody on the side of somebody and this movement going on, that's a lot of action going that's on. Cool. That's and some people's stamina is not as long as others. And some people, and even though some people don't want all that. I mean, you can get after about 20 minutes, you start watching TV. You start thinking about Wait. the grocery list. I hope you're not watching TV. How do you <laughs> <laughs> How does I think about what you're gonna wear the next morning? You know what I mean? So, we don't have to do all that, men, women, whomever. We don't have to do all of that. Non-binary. So we do not have to do all that. So would you say that that is most definitely a conversation you have before the sex? Is what what is your partner's preference as far as duration? Are are, are you a marathon fucker? Like is that is like would that be the conversation? Like, yo, I like marathon fucking. Fuck me for hours, or you know what? We got to do all that. It's good. Yeah, like, well, you want that? What if I can give you that? So we may have to find alternative ways. Right. Like, how can we? How can we stretch this out? How can you know? How can we extend this session? And it could just be through foreplay. You know, it could be through intimate touching, yeah. things of that sort. You know, let's hug and kiss. You you bust one, if I may say that. I know that's not professional, but 
you yep. bust one. I, and wait, we're going to pause right there. <laughs> I, when one says professional, I, now is when you want to say, oh, is that professional? Yeah. <laughs> My definition of professional and and all of the world is different a little bit. I think okay. it's very professional to say, <laughs> bust it. Bust, bust it. Wide the fuck open. It's very professional. There we B-U-S-S-I-T. Bust it. Bust it. Good. Yeah. My, my, <laughs> my, my knees and that bust it challenge was, you know, I attempted it. I recorded it and I quickly deleted it because my, mm. my, my Meg knees are, are uh, Morgan knees. They're not Megan's. They're Morgan's. Well, mine mm. is uh, Mildred. <laughs> oh, you know, I can't do all of that. I got limitations. You know what? Why are you like this? Okay. <laughs> all right. Next myth. Okay. Vaginal orgasms are better than clitoral orgasms. Mmm. I know. I, I I know this one, but I'm gonna I'm give it to you. Go ahead. What is it? Well, that of course is false. That is a myth. Absolutely. Your clitoris. Mm-hmm. and your vagina are connected mm-hmm. and a lot of times when you are experiencing we're just gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna I'm say penetration okay so we're talking about penetration at this point mm-hmm. so when you're talking about pen- penetration all of those nerves are connected so you necessarily really don't know if it's a quote-unquote vaginal mm-hmm. orgasm or if it's clitoral yep. because you are hitting certain nerves because that area your clitoris is actually huge yep you know Yep. It's bigger than what you think. It's more than the little man in the boat in the front, right? I'm not, we're not doing that. <laughs> this little man in a boat. When I tell you that is the, the most old school term I have ever, the little man in the boat. And for the yeah. long time, I did not know what the fuck people were talking about. Little man in a boat. I think I was like, I'm not even going, I'm not even going to age myself, but I was, I was rather older when I, hmm. I figured out, oh, that's what it means. Okay. So, since you can't determine actually which one is which, Mm. you -hmm. can't say that vaginal orgasms are better than clitoral ones. Right. You're just having basically a big clitoral orgasm, Mm -hmm. either externally or internally. That's basically what that is. Right now, the research, because as, as we all know, the research, sex research is not as abundant as we would want especially when we're talking about um the the orgasms of people with vaginas right so what we know is or what is debated is that all orgasms for people with vaginas are a form of clitoral orgasms so when you look at it like that it's almost you, you like you say you can't really determine what is what if Shit is all the same. It's all right. the same. So when we're talking about G spot, your G spot bumps up against the the back of your 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 clitoris, right? The the structure of it. So your G spot orgasm, eh, clitoral, vaginal orgasm. There's some friction there, clitoral. So yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Oh, myths. Look at you, demythifying. Um. Oh, this I I like this one. All right, men want sex, but women want love. Now you know this one burns my biscuits, but I'm gonna give this one to you. Go get it. 
Go do it. Wait, go back, go back and fetch it with the little chicken. That is the St. Cold for Bird, ma'am. Wait. So, <laughs> everyone that's listening, Bridget's logo. For the longest, I did not want to ask her what the fuck it was, but it is an African bird called the... A symbol. Symbol. Yeah. Symbol that is of a bird that, to me, looks very chicken-swan-mix-ish. It's a little mixture of a chicken and a swan, but it's called a Sankofa, right? I said it right this time. Sankofa bird. Sankofa bird with with the most bomb meaning, go back and fetch it, right? Did I say it right? Go back and fetch it with the understanding that in order for you to progress and move forward, you have to remember from which you've come, right? Correct. Yes. Absolutely beautiful concept. So I need you to move forward and fetch this 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 myth and bust it. <laughs> <laughs> See and I, bust it. Men you know, want sex and women want love, right? Yes. Oh, where's the equal opportunity in that? Man, listen. I I mean we've been denied just one to fuck, right? Right. You know we got to have love behind it. You know we've all been taught. Mm-hmm. I remember, you know, being young, that men, of course, they they can hold around, right? Mm-hmm. They can mm-hmm. have. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody told me one time, uh, uh, a whole a, ro- a rat needs more than one hole, oh. you know, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's okay. a little old school saying too. But you know, for men, right? Mm-hmm. They need more than one place to lay their head, to lay their bodies, to lay upon, right? Mm-hmm. But women, women, as soon as you have sex with them, what, they get all attached. You know, you can't get mm-hmm. rid of them. Mm-hmm. You know, they're all emotionally, you know, tied and stuff. Mm-hmm. And you have to beat them off with a stick. You know, go see Madam whoever to get this voodoo off of, you know, for, to keep them away, right? Yeah. So don't be, you know, don't be playing. Don't be, don't be playing. <laughs> don't be playing with Mama Odie. Don't be playing with Mama Odie over there. I'm just I just Yes. So you know, but that's not true. Yeah. Right. That's not true. It's women that strictly you you uh, you want to do a fucker. Right. Right. And right. it's okay to feel that way. And men, men get just as attached as a woman does. Mm-hmm. They do. They get. They have emotions just like a woman, but they've been taught right. that in order, if they express those emotions, that they're considered weak. Mm. So they suppress those emotions, and then they act, you know, and do the whole things, right? right. Because that's what they're supposed to do. Right. You're supposed that's to have multiple. Supposed to, and women are supposed to wait. Right. Right. You know, but that is that is totally a myth because we all have emotions and we all have desires. Absolutely. Like having a desire is, is universal, right? Wanting to have sex, wanting to feel love can, can, can be attached to, to any person, period. The notion that men only want sex, women only want love is, is really for singletons. And I, when, when I was single, I, I, this was very discouraging. Like when people would say like, you you have to be careful because if you have sex too soon, the the person won't respect you. If you have it too late, they're gonna they're they're gonna cheat because they want. So it it, it felt like I was always having to balance 
whether or not I could truly go after something that I actually wanted if I wanted to fuck. I felt like I could not because this person was not going to respect me. When I should have been thinking about it, this is someone who cannot respect me after we share a moment together, whether or not it extends to something more, then I shouldn't be fucking this motherfucker. Like, it's, right. for me, like, if if my concern is that you're not going to respect me, then you're not going to respect me, period. Regardless of if I bust it wide open or if we, we're just standing still watching I Love Lucy for the five million times. Respect is not connected to whether or not we we causing friction and rubbing up against each other. So, mm-hmm. and I think it it really this myth just paints a very um, depressing picture for people who are wanting to to quote unquote get it right, whatever that is. So, yeah, look at you. Okay, here's another one. You and your partner have to want the same amount of sex. Now, this is a tricky one. You and your partner have to have to want the same amount of sex. Hmm. I call bullshit on that one. Okay. I got thoughts. And, Go ahead. And I think there has to be an understanding mm-hmm. about, you know, you have one person whose libido is low, could be health reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, females, you know, women, when we go through menopause, mm-hmm. you know, things of that sort, then you have this other person that's just like the energizer bunny who mm-hmm. wants it all the time. Right. Um, there has to be some mutual ground there. And again, that code communication keeps coming up, right? Right. We need to talk about this. We need to be, okay, I understand that you can't get enough of this deliciousness that I have. And I am very flattered. You know, all this goody yum yum, right? Yum yum. Okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> how and Huh? And, but how and ever. How and ever. Mm-hmm. I can't give you this goody yum yum all the time because I'm just not up for it. You know, emotionally, I'm not there. I have some things going on, medication, whatever the case may be. And there has to be a level of respect. So how can we find a mutual ground, right? Right. right. How can we... Um, please one another, mm-hmm. you know, find pleasure mm-hmm. in other things sometimes, you know. So, you know, what are you getting out of doing it all the time? You know, so have you masturbated? Mm-hmm. You know, can we do some mutual masturbation if that, you know, that's the case? Would you want oral sex? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. is it the penetration you want or the you know, is it the tribing you want? Like, what what is it that you're seeking want that you need to have this all the time, you right. know? And just gaining that understanding, asking those questions, but then also be willing to say, okay, well, how about we do it three times a week? Mm-hmm. I can give you three times a week, right. you know? Right. Is that possible? Is that something that you can handle? Right. And it's a yes or no, you know? If yes, then we're good. If no, let's talk about it some more and seeing what else we can do. Right. You just want me to you know, touch you, feel you want massage, you you want toys, you want, mm-hmm. you know, what is it that you need to fulfill that? You right. know, so, um, and, and we're all individuals, and we're not robots, we're not programmed the same way. Right. So we're not going to be wanting the same thing at the same time. You know, I have, we have conversations like that in my home sometimes, you know, I'm like, hey, chill. You right. know, right. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> Tonight is not the night, you know, and sometimes I I get a little pout and sometimes I get a rollover and it's okay, you know, 
but we talk about it and it's it and it's fine it's you can be mad it's all right, right. you know right you know but i don't it doesn't mean that i love you any less or that i don't want you or desire you any less it's just right now is not the time for me you right. know so that level of respect does have to be there right for me this one is all about not necessarily the amount of sex but the value of sex mm-hmm. right Whereas you may have one partner that I value sex over overall, or, you know, what when I have a bad day, sex makes my day better. That doesn't necessarily mean your partner is going to feel the same way because there are many, I used to call kink killers, right? There are a lot of things that can happen over the course of a day, over the course of relationships, right? That just really affect the, the desire right? You mentioned medications, stress levels, finances, um, just the health of the actual relationship, like things of that nature really do affect whether or not somebody even wants to go there. So I think that piece has to be taken care of before y'all start talking about amounts, right? Because you could tell me once a week, Every Friday, I talked about this on another podcast. Um, once a week on a Friday, we know we're going to have sex. That might work for a little while, but if I'm not feeling secure in our relationship, that one time will be zero times because I don't feel safe with you, right? So I think a lot of times when people, a lot of times when people are talking about, are we having sex enough, or we're not having sex, or are we having sex too much? I need y'all to look at the health of your relationship and the other factors that could be contributing to that amount. And I think that's the piece that people like want to skip over sometimes. Like, yeah. And, and I'm glad you brought up that whole value piece. Yeah. You know, like, and I, again, communication, communication, right. communication, you can't say it enough. Having those discussions and it's, you know, about sex and there's more to it than what do you like? What position do you like? You right. know, you know, all these but do talk about like that because I do like I like the occasional fuckery every <laughs> now and then. I mean, yes, that that is true. But when it comes mm-hmm. to this situation here, right? What? How do you value it? What do you, What do you What do you need from it? What do you right. get from it? You know, how does it make you feel? You know, and I think also conversations about you should be in a relationship where you feel comfortable enough to have conversations about your past. You right. know. Absolutely. And not be judged. Absolutely. You know, because you can find out a lot about a person as well. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and see the evolution of someone mm-hmm. or see if they're still stuck in this same, you know, 16-year-old boy mind, you know, or 16-year-old right. girl mind. You know, you just, you you need to have, be able to have an open dialogue. And I think that's, a, that's what's missing in a lot of relationships. We tend to, you know, a partner asks, well, how many partners have you had? Six partners have you had? And why does that even matter? Why does it matter? You know, but the question is, in your past, what did you get out of Mm. your sexual relations? You know, you know, what what did you see? What what feelings came to you, you know, about that? You know, Mm. and you know, I mean, actually talking really deep and not really on the on that surface level. You know, actually getting deep and seeing where someone's mindset is and like you say, the value. Mm -hmm. How do they value sex? What does it mean to them? In the beginning. Now, this is not like uh, because a lot of couples often wait until they're deep in a relationship and then things are going a little a little off kilter for them versus 
how powerful is it having this conversation when you're in the quote unquote courting phase? I hate the word courting, but courting phase when you're getting to know each other. Because again, for me, if I'm having a conversation with you and it's this, we are not sexually compatible when you're thinking about core values versus satellite values. And I'll get that definition in a minute. But when you're talking about core and satellite values and our shit's not aligning, what are we doing? What are you here for? We could be really good friends, right? We can form a great friendship and that might include, may or may not include sex. I'm pretty sure if we're not aligned in in the value piece, it probably won't. Mm -hmm. But it saves us a lot of time, potential heartache, um, and just the the potential to lose a person as as a valued friend um, by not having those conversations on the front end. Because I promise you, if you're an ex of mine and I don't have a child with you, I don't talk to you. (laughs) I, I have nothing for you. So, but had I had these conversations before about respect, about fidelity, about sex, then it, it may not, I, I may have a whole bunch of friends. Yeah. <laughs> Just and, it, and it does go back also to our term of the week. Don't yuck the young, don't you yuck. know, don't yuck your partner's young, mm-hmm. because it could be a point to where this person's values of, you know, having multiple sex partner so an open open relationship or polyamory relationship and you've never asked the question the Mm -hmm. subjects never really come up until you get deep down you know you date this person you're in a serious relationship and you guys are ready i mean you want to be committed to this person right right i mean all of a sudden bam you know what (sighs) i've been having this you know i've been wanting to tell you i've been wanting to bring this up just didn't know how right you know i want multiple sex partners or I, you know, open relationship or I want to be polyamorous. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, this shock, right. you know, when thinking about it for a long time, you are in the beginning. So now you're torn between, do I stay with this person knowing that they want to see, you know, cause sometimes you don't even know what that means. A lot of people still don't know what that means being polyamorous. Right. You know? So, right. you know, you shy away from it again. I'm yucking that mm-hmm. because I don't understand it. So I'm going to reject it totally. Right. And I just leave the relationship. Everything else is good, but this, you right. know, but right. the conversation's never been had, right. you know? So um, I just think it's early on in relationships, again, like you said, seeking the value, having those conversations, talk about the amount of sex. What is your sex drive like? You know, mm-hmm. mine's not like that. What do we do? You know, because mm-hmm. that does affect a, a relationship. Yeah. It's a factor in it, rather people realize it or not right right okay this is an interesting one i i have not this is my first time really really hearing of this one once you get aroused you should stay aroused Mm. that's a new one for me so what are your what are your thoughts on that so of course that is a myth right um that's why i'm leaning (laughs) yeah (laughs) your body wanes you know, there's a, there's a flow, ebb and a flow right. within your body, just like the waves, you know, mm-hmm. they go in and they come back out, they go in, and they come back out, you know, it's not staying constant, it's not still, right. so, you know, a girl tell you she got the wet wet, and it stay wet, I stay ready, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. you might be ready, and I think that kind of links back to the longer sex too, thing. right, you, know, you Five, 10, 15 minutes, it's, it's gushy, you right. know, 
And then all of a sudden, whoop, I'm rich. You're like, okay, so is it me? You know, what's, what's the matter with me? A male, you know, may not stay hard the whole time. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it softens up and then it hardens back. Right. You know, but your arousal, you get aroused in certain areas. Right. You know, you might be aroused, you know, your chest area, your neck area, mm-hmm. the back of your knees. Then it goes back to your genitalia. Right. Then it goes to your butt. So you're doing all this touching and rubbing. You're still getting pleasure, mm-hmm. but you might not have that. The genitalia might not be aroused is what you think. And there's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with you. Right. At all. Right. You know, it's normal. Right. So it comes. And it goes. It comes right. and it goes. And it's a, if you continue with the intimate touching and the kissing and and stuff like that, you will. Um, it'll get back to where you want it to be. Right. But again, just like an ocean wave, it goes right. in Crazy. and it goes back out. Right. And that is normal. Right. I think it reminds me. There's this video on TikTok where. Like this girl is sending like these super naughty texts. Like she read it. She like, oh yeah, I'm horny. I'm this, I'm that. And then by the end of the day, she sleep. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like her partner's like, yo, what was, was what happened with all that? Oh, I'm, I'm, oh yeah, whatever. I don't, I think people don't realize just what all comes with desire versus arousal. Um, that's something I'm gonna talk about on another podcast. But you know, hearing a song can arouse you. Right. It's just your body's response to some level of stimulus, whatever that looks like. Um, it could be touching. It could be a smell. Right. It could be it could be a, a host of things. Well, if I remove myself, if that song goes off and my body is still hype, then, OK, yeah, I still got it. But if the song come on and then I'm listening to uh, Baby Shark after that, I'm like, mm, yeah. yep. well, that's done. That was good while it lasted. So just, just I think an understanding of this also um, brings the point that do people really understand what arousal is um, versus a desire for sex? So, mm-hmm. and, that, and another thing too, as you are in the act, mm-hmm. that the phone might ring. Yeah. Mama call, yeah. you know, yep. bloop. Everything right now, you're like, oh, the baby okay. cries. Yes, you know, kids bump, knocking on the door. I mean, you have all these distractions that may happen. Yep, and that doesn't mean that you can't become aroused again, but you have interruptions. Life happens, right? You know? right. And so you just pick back up, right? Afterwards, or sometimes it's just like, you know what? Forget it. Right. <laughs> I'm done. They didn't kill the vibe, right? Right. You know, but it's wait a few minutes, you know, wait an hour or two and you might be able to get it back, but it is not, you're not going to have that. It's not going to be constant yes. the whole time. Right. Right. All right. Last one. This one is deep rooted for me and I'm going to tell a story with it, but the myth is masturbation lessens partnered sex. It's false as fuck. <laughs> have to disagree with that as well oh, man so do you remember it was probably like two years ago maybe two years ago since COVID happened my, I don't know I don't know time mm. but Erica Campbell from I was just about to say sister sister that is not it <laughs> Mary Mary 
she went on some show and she was, no, she was ministering to the people as she does. And she was telling these churchy, churchy women to not masturbate. Don't use sex toys. Don't masturbate because it, it cheapens sex to the point that you won't want your husbands anymore. What? Oh, I was so hot. I was so hot with and and just the 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 sheer amount of people that were in the audience absorbing that information and clapping and cheering and I'm just like what are you doing there's a whole field of us out here trying to debunk that dumb shit <laughs> stop talking so yeah that yeah. there's some some roots in that one so what what do you think about it well what I think is um, masturbation to me can, is healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, again, you can do it mutually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So same time, that could be part of foreplay, right? Right. Um, you can do it when you got a little stress, mm-hmm. and you just mm-hmm. need to get that off you real quick. Yep. Do that. People do it to increase their action. You yep. know. Yep. While they're having sex, so they do it prior to, so they can mm-hmm. last longer. Mm-hmm. Um, but it doesn't lessen the partner sex. Right. It actually for, and I would say this for women, masturbation can be a tool mm. uh, to use in order to learn your body mm. and what works for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you can tell a man, hit it this way. Right. Yeah. Because now um, you know for a fact because you've done you've done the self work to right. be that instruction. You know, and I've I've read books, you know, even as you know, being young, sneaking and reading books mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Take mm-hmm. a mirror. Mm-hmm. Take a mirror and touch yourself. Explore. Right. Explore right. what you have down there. It is very intricate. Right. You know. A beautiful oh, oh. piece of work that you have down there that you need to understand what it is. You understand what it looks like. Right. You know, how does it feel? How does it feel when I put this texture on? Right. Or how does it feel when I rub this hard? You know, put right. this much pressure pressure on it. Or finding your G spot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To find your own G spot. So, you know, understanding what your body, how it reacts. You can instruct other people to treat your body the way that you would. Absolutely. You know, yeah. and you like more, I'm sure most people like more than just being pounded on, right? Right. Beat up on, right? right. So, you know. Don't abuse the pussy unless don't abuse it is requested. I think that if it's not being requested, don't default like, oh, yeah, she going to like this. She might not. She might not. Right. Or he, right. or they, you know, non-binary terms. Right. I have a myth for you. Okay, okay, okay. Female mm-hmm. ejaculation mm. is urine. Oh my goodness. So I had a conversation about this. So it depends on what you're talking about. Oftentimes when we're talking about squirting, it's squirting, um, incontinence and uh squirting incontinence and female ejaculation the the short answer is urine may 
be a portion of the fluid. It may not be all of the fluid unless we're talking about incontinence, then that is 100% P. But when we're talking about female ejaculation versus squirting, when we're talking about amounts, there, I mean, we're talking about things that are, that are close to the urethra. So we're going to have, it's going to have some elements, but it's going to be some fluid of other means from the skin's glands. So there may be an element of it. Yes. But to say that it's 100% urine, no. And I think that's the fear of most people. So yeah, I, I think that's the, that's the biggest debate right now when people are talking about squirting. Is it pee? Is it pee? I mean, a little bit. <laughs> like a, a tenth of a millitenth of a could be or a little small portion, but it's okay. Like it's the experience that we're talking about. And not to mention that golden showers is a thing. Mm-hmm. That is a thing. So again, talking about not yucking the yum, that's a conversation to have. Like if someone's asking, like, I wonder is, is it pee? Or if, if you squirt on somebody and they're like, is this pee? Well, let's talk about, <laughs> let's talk about what that means for you. Is this something that you're interested in? Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to tell a story. Yay! Of, story of, of an example. So, um, I was having pretty intense conversations with this with this individual. Um, <laughs> this was really flirty, really just, well, let's see what happens. You know, there may have been a sext or two or 25. And in the over the course of, of a couple of weeks, um, of course, me being me, we're having sexual conversations because I'm like, I'm I'm a little sexually interested and in see what's gonna happen. So I remember getting the text. I woke up. It was a dick pic. It was not unsolicited. We had already talked about, okay, this is a, this is a gateway we're opening. I'm, I'm cool with it. Got a dick pic. And with it, he put, <laughs> I can't wait for you to piss on my back. What? Telling you what the text said. I can't wait for you to piss on my back. And me, I'm like, oh, autocorrect and then fucked him over. I'm sure that's not what he meant. But in my mind, I'm like, I'm trying to make it make sense. Like, mm-hmm. what else could he be? And why would I be? Why would it be on the back? Is it sweat? Does he want to be pegged and he wants my sweat on it? Like, I was having this whole dramatization in my head about, okay, what is what is asking? So I'm like, I text back, did you mean to say? What did you mean to say? Because it said piss on my back. He was like, yeah, are you interested in that? And I was caught aback because, first of all, we had not we had not talked about this being a thing. We had talked. We we went down a list and I was like, I've never thought about that. I've never done that. I would need to do more research. And I think we would need to talk more about it. Right. Mm-hmm. So. It they say it never happened because I kind of fell out of interest with him when he started being not great. <laughs> so it never happened. But I think how I handled it was I, I wasn't like, oh my God, you want me to lie? It literally was, huh? I met it with curiosity more so than um disgust. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause I wasn't disgusted. I was just trying to get clarity. So I think 
examples like that. When you when you catch that text that catch you off guard, have don't don't reply. <laughs> First off, just be like, okay, let me think about this for a second, and then okay, so let's talk about this because this is new for me. I think a lot of times your your gut reaction is because it's new. Maybe right. not because you're disgusted, but maybe like, oh shit, I have no experience with this. What do I say? So, and yeah. I and I think the person with the young, I yes. guess you could say, um, still does also even when the when the when you are presenting your desires and you know the things that you like to do that is not totally actually common with you know your partner, they're listening actively, being open minded asking questions to learn and to understand, you know, what you're wanting. You also have to, that person that has the young also has to be cognizant of that their partner's feelings. You know, are they uncomfortable with this? If this is something that they are totally uncomfortable with, Mm -hmm. do I really have to have this? I mean, I like it, but I don't have to have it, you know? Um, that's that core versus satellite core being these are like these are my non-negotiables this is going to happen because this is of value to me satellite mm-hmm. yeah I mean I, yeah, I could take it or leave it is that something you could take a leave or is this is like no this is happening for me in my life so right if that's a deal breaker then we need to talk about if we're not on the same page as wanting to do it mm-hmm. then maybe we need to talk about severing this relationship or just becoming friends or whatnot right. um you know so Again, that deeper conversation, I guess the core to all of this is like that communi- that communication piece is so fucking important. Mm-hmm. It's so important. You have no to talk. Yeah, there, there's no way around it. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, the, the whole P thing, I mean, it's not <laughs> my thing. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> kudos to people that do love it. I mean, hey, I would love to hear the story, you know, mm-hmm. but that's something I don't want to participate in myself, but I I watch. Like I'm not even gonna lie, I legit got my phone when when I clarified that this you're talking about golden showers. Okay. I legit looked up <laughs> I looked up golden showers and I was like, okay, let me find some ethical porn that I can watch really quick <laughs> to make this always buy porn. Friends, buy porn, buy black porn. All right, sorry. I'm looking up some ethical porn. Like, okay, let me see what's up, what's good with this. Cause, oh, this is how it's done. Like, I legit had to educate myself. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Obviously, and we can I talk heard. about all kinds of kinks and fetishes. That'll be for another podcast. Yes, but yes, yeah, I it's, took it's, that damn paraphilias class, y'all. Let me tell you something, Lord. I took that paraphilia class. That that class changed my life. I I was clutching my pearls throughout the whole. I'm so glad that that was not a client coming to me talking to me about some of the things I saw in that moment. And that really should. They actually covered it in the the SAR, the Sexual Attitude Reassessment class. Um, and I'm so thankful for those class and the certification program because you you get all of the 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 fear and the anxiety and the <gasps> the gasps out in the class and you have an opportunity to, to kind of work it through with, with your, your, uh, your colleagues. But my God, (laughs) I was like, okay, I can handle this. I can handle this until 
I saw someone pulling a snake out of their vaginal canal. And I was like, I'm not, I, and I'm going to say, I ain't your kayom. Do you, boo? <laughs> I don't like snakes. Snakes scare me. Only good snake is a dead one. And that was very much alive. So, you know, go, go ahead. Power to you. Do that shit. Just not near me. I'm right. Scared, I'm, scared, I'm scared of snakes. But it looks very yummy for you. You were very pleased. Yeah, yeah you. Be happy, do you? Yes. All right. Thank you, Bridget Maiden Williams. Oh, I got two more things before I let you go. Number one, rapid fire your top three sex tips for couples. Top three sex tips for couples. Yes. One is be attentive to your lover's needs. It's not all about you all the time. Read the motherfucking room. Mm. You got a frown on her face. Yes. And you you need to read the room. Stop doing it. Right. 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 Stop doing it. If she has the look of desire. Unless this will turn you on. If y'all had a conversation about the stuff and it turns you on, you know, and she agrees to the the hate. That's that's different. But read the motherfucking room. Make sure that you are being attentive the needs of your lover yes tip number two do not rush foreplay mm. extended foreplay builds mm. anticipation so take the time to give take the time to receive mm. try a massage do some sex things some dirty talk watch porn mm-hmm. you know but extend that foreplay time that shit can start first thing in the morning until right. you get home but you have built up that anticipation yes and the third the third tip that i have is checking with your partner on a regular basis yes discuss your sex life ask them you know are you satisfied is there anything that you would like to try differently is there anything that you want me to do differently to you or this is what i want from you be able to have that again we talked about communication through this whole uh podcast Mm-hmm. communication is the key so check in notice oh i've noticed that you uh, you know you you don't like do th- when i do this you don't like that so mm-hmm. talk to me about that a little bit and what would you want me to do differently right you right. want to try new those are my top three six tips i love those i love them because they're all about sexual communication i love it there's no way around the communication piece and i think like we want shortcuts. You can't shortcut good sex. You just can't. There, there has to be some level of conversation about all the things, all the sex. All right. Final thing. What sexual resources would you recommend for black women and why? Hmm. Well, the sexual she- resource. Hmm? <laughs> Y'all, I want y'all to know, y'all can't see her right now, but she real deal, Holyfield, got the book in front of her damn face. She done reached over on a nightstand, a, a end table or something, and got his book. So you know it's real. Go ahead. Go ahead. It's real. This is real. This book is the Pussy Bible, okay? The Pussy this Bible. This is, is really a good book. It is called Pussy Prayers. Sacred and Central Rituals for Wild Women of Color. Wild Women of Color, okay? That's me. me. I'm wild, I'm a woman, and I'm of color. That's me, bitch. That's me. (laughs) And this is uh, Black Girl Bliss is um, 
the author of this. Okay. The educational platform it dedicated to cultivating the spiritual, sexual, and self-care practices of Black women in film. Okay, so blackgirlbliss.com, you can get it off of Amazon, but this is a good resource. And I say this is because it talks about loving your pussy, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. being appreciative of it. And um, if you don't appreciate it, nobody else will. So it, it allows you, once you get that empowerment, it allows you to, um, or gives opportunity for you to demand appreciation from other people about your pussy, right? Mm-hmm. So you have to take a look at our history for Black women. Mm-hmm. And since slavery time, right. you know, right. Black women have been raped, yeah. we've been bred. Yeah. Um, our femininity, yep. our womanhood, our pussies have not been our own, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And even in marriage, we've been taught that you are, this is mine. Mm-hmm. You is mine, right? Yeah. Right. Can't nobody have you. I do what I want with it. I have sex when I want to have sex with it. I pop you with children all day long. That's why our grand, great-grandmothers and grandmothers had 13, 14, 15,000 children. Mm. You know, how could they do it? I don't know. Mm. But that, that part of our body has not been ours. Right. So this book here talks about empowerment and gaining that control understanding like we had talked about the myth about masturbation understanding what that what our genitalia looks like right what right. pleases us right. it has rituals in here to help um or i'm sorry it has rituals in here that talk about appreciation of that mm-hmm. um you giving it special attention you yeah. know you looking at it you you talk to it yeah. you know you tell them how beautiful you know what, pussy? You are beautiful. Absolutely. You is mine. You is mine. Right, right. Because I love you. That that you belong to everybody except the the one you're attached to. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. So I um I do recommend this book mm-hmm. to my black sisters. Love it. Yeah. Love it. It can be found on the Amazon. Why? How do I know this? Because I just looked it up because I'm about to push this good old button and order it for myself. Bridget Maiden Williams, LPC extraordinary sex therapist, guru. Yes, I said guru. I said what I said when I said what I said. Thank you so much for spending time with me and um, educating all of our wonderful guests on the, the power of the pussy and of of sex and sexual communication. Is there anything? How can the listeners find you? Well, you can find me on Instagram at what's my Instagram name? Why are you like this? <laughs> <laughs> therapy for the culture. So it's therapy T T H E R A P Y F O R D A C U L T U R E. That is my Instagram. So it so that you- is. And the, our wonderful producer, uh, Mr. Dam himself, the whole damn show, he's going to add that to our wonderful show notes so that you all can find her and all of her glory and wonderfulness. Yay! Yes, and you can also email me at Green Couch Therapy at gmail.com as well. 
Absolutely, absolutely. Bridget, thank you so much for spending time with us. And everyone, I will see you next week. Thank you.